Welcome to Blair Radio, where every brand can be heard. Now, the voice behind the mic, James Shannon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 17 of the Blair Radio podcast. And yes, the intro music, it was different. That's because it's from today's special guest. And for years, I had wanted to be a rapper just like him. And I remember creating a name. And I think I had like four different ones before I settled on the last name that I had. You get to hear the names that today's guest started with. And he shares it with the world for the first time right here on this show. We are also both big fans of Eminem. And you can see us act as stands when we talk about him. But what I really love about this is that you get to hear how making music is more than just writing words on paper. There's studying, there's cadence, diction, metaphors, entendres. A lot goes into it. Even the way that this album, Verse 30, is structured, it's really unique. And make sure you stay tuned to the very end. We have a little something special for you. Today's guest debuted his album, First 30, long story short, last February. And I can tell you his rhyme scheme and delivery on all 17 tracks is amazing. He is Critic the Rapper. Welcome to Blair Radio, Critic. Thank you for having me. I'm glad that uh, you're here. I do want to dive into the music. By the way, it's great. But first, I want to know a little bit about you. So how long have you been wanting to be a rapper? What did you want to be when you were growing up? Um... <laughs> I was thinking about this question, and I, I know that when I was little, my mom said that I used to say I wanted to be a golf ball. <laughs> so <laughs> I always thought that was a funny thing. But um, I guess I always knew that I wanted to be a writer because I do uh, write stories as well. That's where the my other podcast comes in. Oh, great. How long have you been, been writing? I don't want to say my whole life because I obviously wasn't writing when I was a baby, but as long as I can remember. And I, I've been... Uh, when I was very little, my mother gave me a little toy uh, keyboard, and I distinctly remember sitting there and like hitting random keys and making up songs about my cousins and stuff like that. <laughs> but I started recording, actually recording with a karaoke machine. In 2004, my first official album came out. What was the name of that album? It was To Whom It May Concern. And actually... Leading up to this interview, I, I've been revisiting my stuff because either tonight or tomorrow I'm going to be releasing a compilation of all of my stuff before uh, the Chapter 23 album, which is on Bandcamp. And I just recorded a song, which was a new rap over one of the beats on that album called The New Stuff. And it was kind of like a challenge for me to do that, to revisit the beat while putting my new stuff on there. So Interesting. It's very interesting. I'd love to check that out. Yeah, that'll be uh, the new one will be on the tail end of that album. Everything else will be pre, pretty much pre-2012. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. All right, so I want to ask you, I know you go by Critic the Rapper. Why the name Critic? I think when I was in high school, it came about, because I used to be, uh, and this is a first that anyone will be hearing about this, but I used to be Cheese It. <laughs> I was, wow. and uh, Raptor was another one. I struggled for a while trying to find the right name. Obviously, I grew up on Eminem, so I, I, there was the food analogies. But uh, what stuck was critic, because I realized that I was very critical of pretty much all the music and anything that was coming down in pop, cult pop culture. And 
in the beginning, I, I was kind of emulating Eminem because I know that his earlier, well, pretty much all of his stuff, he's, you know, he disses people. It's kind of what right. the battle rap thing. So I was trying to emulate that. And then later on, it became, I added the rapper to clarify because people don't like critics. I added that and I realized that really all along, the music is really me critiquing myself. And that was just kind of an accident, that analogy. I like that. So Eminem, is he your favorite rapper? Is that who you get your inspiration from? Um, yeah. And I, I kind of hesitate to say that because I feel like it's kind of a cliche, not cliche, but you know, everybody knows who Eminem, he's one of the biggest selling rappers of all time. But no, it, it wouldn't be fair to say that he's my only influence, definitely my biggest to start. Because uh, the Eminem show was like the album that I studied earlier on um, in terms Love of that album. lyrical output, basically. Because I think there's a lot of uh, rap music. Not, not at all rap music has to be lyrical, but there's a lot of it that pretends to be. And it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, the Eminem show. And then, but before that, and I was thinking about this, was uh, actually Little Bow Wow. Oh, wow, really? His first album, Bow Wow Wow, Yippee Yo, Yippee Yay. I remember uh, learning all the words to that and going to school and rapping to my friends. And then um, Will Smith was the other one. The album with Getting Jiggy on it and Men in Black. Fun fact, um, Eminem is actually my favorite rapper. Oh, yeah? It's just, yeah, just the way that he can do triple entendres, his lyrical, just everything. Because back in the day, I actually wanted to be a rap artist and I tried to be like Eminem as much as possible. And that that's who I listen to to this very day. He's, are we going to battle tonight? <laughs> you know what? And I love rap battles. So that, that's like, I watch a lot of rap battles like almost every day. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I remember when uh, eight mile came out, I was really, I never really got, I didn't have anyone to rap with. So I never got onto the freestyle side of things, but when eight mile come out, came out, I was really into the, the battle rap aspect and that's kind of the spirit of uh the last song on the album suppose you don't right yeah i was gonna ask you about that i still am because i kind of want to know what the i know he says he did the king of maine right well he does have a song off of one of his older mixtapes and you know i think he is the biggest selling rapper coming out of maine so that track for anyone that hasn't listened to the album it comes off as it's a diss track but then you know you get to the end and it's really just me saying you know congratulations you know i've been jealous but you you've done good things for main music and he he has his output is incredible but i like to put everything out on the mic you know wear my heart out on my sleeves and i feel like jealousy is a valid emotion so instead of backing away from it i embraced it and then threw in that last line there and hopefully uh i haven't gotten any calls or anything from him yet but yeah, I mean, like you said, because I heard on the last line, you know, you said, despite the jealousy or thank you for putting Maine on the map or something along those lines. Yeah. And that actually made me go check out that video he did where he visited all 16 counties in Maine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he also did a mixed tape over Stanconia, the Outcast album. Outcast, okay, right, yeah. Uh, and I think Big Boy even shouted him out on Twitter when that came out. So he, he has an incredible output of stuff. And yeah, but I'm still jealous. <laughs> <laughs> no which makes a lot of sense uh, jealousy is good i think that fills the fire and it makes us just because even people that are in my industry and things that i do i, I get jealous sometimes like it makes a lot of sense yeah. um i do want to get to your album verse 30 long story short why that title so i wrote most of that album the early half of last year uh 2019 uh, and last year i was 29 so i'm 30 now and 
and the whole album is kind of a, an angst piece about approaching that age because all throughout my 20s I was thinking that you know I'm gonna I'm gonna make it I just got to keep doing stuff I'm gonna make it and if I don't make it then I've I've failed in a way I watched a documentary with Keith I think it was Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones and he said he was even reflecting about how when he was in his 20s he thought that his 30s you know once you hit 30 it's all over so and and especially in in today's world everybody feels like they have to do things you know when they're really young so many people are doing so many different things online that there's just this constant push to get attention true so so yeah the whole album is is that basically well the title track verse 30 honestly is fire that that's easily my favorite track on the album and then there's a uh, colorblind glaze which is awesome then there's breakout i think those, those are my top three do you have a favorite song on the album uh well i'm really glad that you said colorblind gaze because that pretty much so far everybody has, who has given me feedback everybody has a different favorite song which makes me feel that everybody has taken something from every part of everything that i've written because i don't put stuff out that i don't care about so I'm really glad that you mentioned that because I think that's the weakest song on the album. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Verse 30, I think, is my favorite because I really did push myself with that. And I actually wrote and recorded that in one sitting, including the beat. Are you serious? Not in one take. It took me a bunch of takes, but I did write it in one sitting. And that's how I write, too. I write when I'm inspired. I, I sit down with a large cold brew and I sit in my chair and I, I get everything out because part of it is it's hard for me to go back and revisit an emotion. Um, and it's part of the reason that I, I don't perform much. That's like a, an art in itself that I haven't mastered because I think it's acting in a way, performing your songs that you, that you wrote when you were feeling a certain way, you have to really channel that and get back into that mood. And some of the moods that I put out, I don't really want to revisit. Uh, like Lily's. So do you think that if you were to get on stage and, and perform the songs that maybe afterwards you may be like in a bad mood or, or depressed or down mood? Um, I think I would be very, uh, my adrenaline would be way up. I think it would be good. I think it is, I don't think I'd be in a bad mood per se, but it would be a challenge. It's not fake. I don't know. if Does that make sense when I'm? Yeah, yeah. It's like they said, because when you were recording it, you know, you were in a specific mood and now you're trying to force yourself to be in the same mood to try to get give off that same energy or do that same performance yeah. when you recorded it it becomes an act at that point so yeah it makes perfect sense and i i consider myself a recording artist like i said i started with the the four tracks in the karaoke machine i used to record myself on the tape uh rapping over eminem trying to get my you know my diction perfect with my lyrical output but yeah, so verse 30 is my favorite. And that with that, I was trying to push myself and see how much I could write and while still keeping it like a rational song. Because it's easy to just keep writing and make it ridiculous. But I think I, I kept the same tone throughout that song. And my other, if I had to choose another one, it would be Lily's in terms of, uh, I don't know what genre you'd put that under, but like I have my rap stuff and then I have my non-rap stuff. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Stubborn Soul is another one. Um, Serpent Souls, is that the one? That's That was track... Uh, seven or eight. Uh, no, there's a place for me to go and uh Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, that, that that was actually was, if I were to do a top four, that one would have been the uh, the fourth one. Oh, thank you. And there's also... Um, I can't think of it. There, there's the one that was 55 seconds, and I was like, no, I need more. <laughs> so, actually, I almost forgot about that. 
Um, the whole first half of the album, you'll notice, is, is one verse, each song. And the reasoning behind that when I started writing was it had been like a year or two since I had written anything, really. And I was just, you know, like I said, getting my emotions out and, and then putting it straight on SoundCloud because you see all these other people getting famous off of like, I don't remember what his name is, but he, he's famous for having like one minute long raps, hip hop songs. But the, the raps themselves are like not good. <laughs> so I figured, well, if people want the shorter length and if that's what works, then why don't I just put everything into one really solid verse over a good beat? And that's why the first half of the album is one verse. And then the whole idea, originally I was going to do 30 verses on the whole album, but that never came about. Yeah, I'm glad you explained that because I was wondering and then it just came to me. I think the, the song I was thinking about was No Offense. But now that you explained it, it makes perfect sense. Yep. Yeah, the SoundCloud rap. So who made the beats? Did you make them? Because um, yep. I know on In Character, that beat is hard. I love that beat. Thank you. Yeah, they're all me. I play all my own instruments. And That's awesome. I That's do awesome. all my own harmonies. Did you listen to the previous album on Bandcamp, Chapter 23? No, I couldn't find it. Um, I'm not too familiar with Bandcamp. Okay. And then I know I was looking for your name. And then I, I just couldn't find that album anywhere. So... Real quick, I want to shout out, uh, I have a, an engineer, sound guy, one of my friends, Adam Rowe. He does uh, Pigball Studios. You can find that on Facebook. And so the last album, Chapter 23, which I'm going to be re-releasing now that I'm on Spotify and all that, is sort of like the spiritual prequel to Verse 30. It's sort of, you know, it's me in my 20s as opposed to me approaching my 30s. And gotcha. hence chapter 23, even though we recorded it when I was 25. <laughs> <laughs> and what that was, was I had all my own recordings. And for the first time ever, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to take this like extra serious and actually pay someone who knows what they're doing to help me mix and master it. And so he came over for two or three weeks and he would set up all of his sound stuff in my apartment and we would record a song a day, re-record all the old songs so that he could get the beat, all the instrumentation, and my rap down perfectly and then mix it the way he wanted. And that, that album came out really good, I think. And then so for this album, because I, I had already gotten everything out on my own, what I did with this is I sent him all of the songs and then he, he took those and mastered it from there. So I actually recorded everything on my own in my apartment. And then, so that was a different process, but he's sort of like with me all along at every step now he's the guy who's he's sort of like um uh, clarence and i talked about this in in uh, the writer's block podcast but he's sort of like my editor for music he he understands my vision and then he puts the professional touch on it and he knows where to say no you can't do that or you know what i mean yeah there's only so many spoons and cups that you can hit to be ridiculous in a song and i actually did that in one of the songs <laughs> Well, you mentioned the band cap and you also mentioned that you're on Spotify. So how can we buy it? How can we listen to it, consume it and enjoy it? Um, um, where can we find it? I enjoy it most on Critic the Rapper, pretty much on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, Napster, which I didn't even know existed still. Yeah, me either. Um, all of the sites, basically, because I, I went through DistroKid and that's where all the big platforms, that's where you're going to find my polished releases. So the compilation that I told you about, I will be releasing on the Critic the Rapper Bandcamp page tonight or tomorrow. Because it's all old songs, that's going to be more for people who, who are really interested in seeing like where I came from 
lyrically and production wise compared to where I am now. Expect chapter 23 on Spotify and all that as well soon. Awesome. I'm definitely a fan now. Like after listening to verse 30, I definitely want to check out, you know, your old stuff, anything that you put out in the future. So I'm going to leave all of that in the show notes and on your guest page. Awesome. On, thank you. On our website. Thank you. That means a lot to me. No, thank you for making great music because honestly, I'm a huge rap fan and hip hop is not the same like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I hear, you know, a, a lyricist or somebody like you, I, I get excited. Yeah. And real quick, I want to say that I think it's a, a common trap for modern artists uh, and i kind of this is how i felt about that logic eminem song as technically good as it was i think it's a trap to say that hip-hop is dying or that uh there's not as many good lyrics i think the problem is that there's so many people trying to do it now and that the mainstream aspect is kind of is crap (laughs) but there's a lot of underground stuff that you can find now easier than ever if you're really looking I also want to shout out, or not shout out, because I don't know him, but Kendrick Lamar is my favorite modern rapper. Yes, I love K-Dot. To Pimp a Butterfly is one of my all-time favorite albums. That is a great album. Like, when, when I heard it, I played it, I think, on repeat for an entire day. It was just sitting in the background yeah. in my house. And then um, that song you mentioned, the Logic and the Eminem, that is Homicide, right? Yeah. Oh, and that's that's another thing. Um, oh, I also have a SoundCloud page. Yeah, I'll give you all those links, and you can just put them on your description or whatever but i've been doing a lot of a lot more fast rap stuff mm-hmm. and it's it's a fun exercise but i think it's a trap also because when people hear you do faster stuff that's all they want to hear so right and then i don't know if you know eminem just came out with a godzilla challenge you know he's rapping really fast yes. and it's like like man, this is what everybody wants now to for him to rap fast i did uh i did about half of that i did a video really i flubbed it up at the end but yeah I'm, I should hashtag it. I was trying to practice. To do, my idea was to do the Godzilla challenge, but then like to throw in the rap god fast verse <laughs> back to back. That would have been nice. Go above and beyond. Yeah. So everywhere you look, there's a rapper everywhere. What would you tell people that inspire to get into the rap game? What advice do you have for them? Uh, well, I don't know if I should be giving out advice for people getting to the rap game because I don't really know any other rappers besides locally I nine and ill by instinct, but I would say just as a musician in general, just do it. It's hard to give out advice. If, if you know that you want to do it, you will do it, you know, listen to, to constructive criticism and feedback and, and don't take it too, too hard, but you need to, you need to get feedback and you're not going to start out great. I mean, if you, if you look at some of my older stuff, I can't even breathe to the end of a line. I don't know why I recorded some of it, but just do it. And if you love it, you will do it. So I don't think anyone needs my advice. That is great advice. You, you just do it. And even if it's not your, your best stuff, do it and get the feedback and keep working on your craft. So yeah. I think uh, that was awesome. And you mentioned this real kid. Is that how you get your music on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Spotify, and all the other platforms? Yeah. And I actually did want to talk about this because I started with um, TuneCore, mm-hmm. but TuneCore tried to make me change my album cover. Why? There's these platforms. You can start an artist profile or multiple if you're a label, and you can upload albums and, or singles, and they will automatically distribute it to all the big names. And they'll give you a, I don't know if it's ISRC or ISBN, they'll give you a code so that you can print your own CDs and put them in, in your stores like locally. So I started with TuneCore for that. And they tried to make me change my album cover because I didn't have the word verse on it or 
critic the rapper the backwards c is kind of my thing for you know my brand if we're talking about it like that and i intentionally left a verse out because some people don't even have words on their album covers some of my favorite album covers don't have words at all i was going to say that so that's so i i got my money back and they were being kind of rude through the emails but you know you you can't really tell on type so I went to uh, DistroKid and I uploaded the album and literally within five minutes of uploading the album, the first thing they processed and accepted was the album cover. <laughs> <laughs> so it's clearly not an industry standard, but I don't know what that was about. Yeah, that's odd because like you said, there's a lot of albums that don't have any words on them at all. I know Drake has one that doesn't. can't remember what it's called. And To Pimp a Butterfly. I don't think that has words on it either. Um, it doesn't. I'm, t- I'm trying to think of what Drake album that you're talking about, but uh, the one with the the tower, the I think it's one of the more recent ones. Uh, Views from the six. I think that sounds like it would be the title of that album cover. I don't know much about his music, but oh, I although <laughs> I just remember that I did have a line on the album kind of dissing him. But. Yeah, I was about to ask you about that because I see that you um, something about be monotone ego Drake or something like that. I don't want to get too much away, <laughs> but I'm like, did he just diss Drake? I wanted to ask you, but I, I don't want to say it and be wrong. So okay, yeah, so I did. yeah, I did. <laughs> All right, I, I love. But it. again, I, it's it's similar to the Spose thing. It's just for fun. So if Drake happens to be listening, I'm not. <laughs> I don't have any beef with any rappers <laughs> unless you're because Drake is obviously a talented musician. Right. If you're a, I can't even name who, but if you're someone that's, that is making lazy lyrics or lazy beats, why, why it annoys me that there are so many people doing that online right now. Like for like comment for comment. They're just, they're there for the numbers. Not even just in the music industry is so many different industries where people just want to trade reveals or trade likes and it's just like come on like that's that's you can do better than that that don't it's bigger than just the numbers yeah and speaking of other industries i wanted to change your little a little bit once upon a time there was a podcast some might say (laughs) it was the coolest podcast of all time the riders block what is that about well you know uh next to blair radio (laughs) so the writer's block is a is a weekly podcast i do with uh my friend and fellow writer clarence carter uh, and quick shout out to him. You can find his book, No Honor Among Thieves, on Amazon or through the Eight Sparks Media website. And basically what we do is, is we meet up every Tuesday and we have a conversation, um, sometimes about our projects, sometimes about favorite authors or writing tips based on our experience. And then we jump into, a, we flip a coin and one person starts a story and we do a back and forth improv. So every story that you hear is completely improvised on the spot. Really? And when you hear us go like buzz or something uh-huh. and we stop each other, that, that is uh, if we mess up details, because we do try to keep it consistent. We call each other out on it and then we take the story back. After we do the recording, I go into GarageBand and I cut out all the, the pauses and add sound effects so it, it presents itself like a, like a radio drama right. sometimes. And do you have any other projects that you're working on or is it just a podcast and the music? Well, with the podcast, also, I wanted to shout out Keith Talbot. I'm working with so many cool people. He does a sketch for every single episode. He goes off of my limited descriptions, and then he just kind of comes up with his own stuff. So if you go on Spotify, you look, each thumbnail is different. Keith Talbot. And it's all based on each story. He Wasn't he a guest on one of the episodes? Yeah, he was on uh, Ghost in the Walls in the, one of the Mavericks episodes. I remember seeing his name, so I'm like, okay, that name sounds really familiar. Okay, that's where I seen it at. Oh, cool. Yep. And I also seen that you can sing too. I seen that you did a cover of Fallen on your YouTube. 
Oh yeah, I've I've got a couple of covers. I did an Alicia Keys one, Lead Belly, all over the place. But yeah, because it feels natural to me. I have an album concept coming out called Pop mm-hmm. Rapper because I've always kind of struggled with like, should I marry the rap with the singing or should I do it completely diff- different uh, career paths? I think we live in a world right now where it's easier to combine things in weird ways like that. So I'm feeling more comfortable these days with the singing and the rapping and piano, guitar, saxophone, harmonica, and a little clarinet every once in a while. That's awesome. You are so talented and I love it. So where can we find you and where can we follow you at? So yeah, like I said, look up Critic the Rapper and that should pop up everywhere. It's hard to give out my YouTube because I don't have enough followers to have a URL. So I have to send people to like a bunch of weird numbers and letters. Yeah, I hate that. I use I don't know if you heard a pretty link. I think there's like a bitly where you, you can shorten it so it can be like your URL slash your name and then it'll No, I hadn't heard of that. It'll redirect them if you have a website. I know like A Sports Media slash YouTube and then it'll redirect them to your YouTube. Yeah. Oh, so that is a link. That's kind of the hub too, is eightsparksmedia.com mm-hmm. and also on Facebook. That's where you can find the podcast. I'm getting big into radio dramas, so I have a photography slash story called the after place coming back actually because it was ongoing back in 2014 clarence has an, an audiobook version of no honor and we're, we're just kind of finding our niche right now or not niche but you know what it is we want to focus on in terms of projects through my umbrella eight sparks media awesome uh, critic before we go magicians are always asked to perform a trick on the spot singers are asked to sing and rappers are always asked to spit something. Is that something that you get asked a lot when people hear that you rap? Yeah, actually. Well, not so much anymore because I don't really go out and talk about it with mm-hmm. people. It's, I'm more active online these days. But yeah, if you mention that you're a rapper, the two things will happen. They'll, people will say, oh, we'll spit a rap right now. Or they'll say, oh, my cousin or my brother is a rapper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, th- those are the most common things I always hear. Even anytime I'm with anybody that does anything in music or they rap, they always say, oh, okay, well, rap. <laughs> so, but if I was to say critic, spit something. Yeah. Can you do it? I can. Uh, it's going to be a written though. I don't want people to think that I'm, I'm spitting freestyles over here. I pride myself on my, my writtens. So I've never been a freestyler. Like I said, I try <laughs> while I'm driving, but it's, it just hasn't, that's a whole nother skill that I respect people for that I can't do, which is weird because we're improvising on the podcast. When it comes to like freestyling, I prefer to listen to writings more than people that freestyle. I mean, I love people that can freestyle. It's just that I enjoy written bars more than I do freestyle ones. Yeah. And you know what I find when I look at uh, big rappers and I look at their so-called freestyles, some of it is just writings. It, it yes. bugs me more when they try to push that as a freestyle. The only person that I really believe is freestyling when he says he's freestyling is Eminem. And I don't know if it's true, but regardless, he, he does a good job at presenting that, his freestyles. And his, his raps kind of come off that way, too. They have that sort of raw freestyle feel to him, especially uh, Kamikaze. That is one of my modern favorite albums, by the way. Yes, Kamikaze is an amazing album. The When it dropped surprisingly to the world, I was like... I felt like a huge fanboy. I had, to, I had to control myself. It is the best thing since the Eminem show, in my opinion. I would agree with you. Not really too big into the other stuff that he'd been doing, but. Yeah, before that, it was a couple of songs, like when he did 
the Chloroseptic uh, remix. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But it was a couple of albums before uh, he did Kamikaze. I wasn't too much of a fan of, but he dropped Kamikaze. It was like uh, I think the Ringer. Yep. Or the one he did with uh, Jordan Lucas. It was. Oh yeah, uh, I don't even remember what it's called now. Yeah, me neither. But <laughs> just the, the whole album was fire, and I was like, the energy, was, the energy was, was there. Yes, yes. And that's the that's the thing. Every time Eminem releases an album, good or bad, it inspires me to up my game, because he's almost fifty, I think. And he's still pushing himself and he's sober. So like if he can do it, anyone can do it. It's very inspiring to me. Uh, not just him either. Uh, Ludacris dropped an album. It's been a couple of years now, but he did one, you know, Dr. Dre's, he had the Compton album for the soundtrack uh, straight out of Compton. Yeah. I think that's cause they're not going to do the chronic three. So like, Oh, that's, that's where we're going to get it. But it was a good album though. I considered Compton and nobody, Everybody I talk to about it, they forget that that existed. But I thought that was a great album. And I consider that Detox. Yeah, I'm sorry. What did I say? I mean, I said The Chronic 3. Yeah, I mean yeah. Detox. Yeah. I know what you meant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can talk about music all day. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's, it's an honor to even have a recording artist like yourself on the show. So I definitely appreciate it. And uh, let's hear what you got with the written. All right. Used to be that I believe that I'd be the rapper to storm the industry. Now I could give a rat what happens and that's what happens when it turns to crap let me elaborate i became detached on account of it all being a pain in the ass to keep tabs on look at the point of a rap song be when i can't hear the lyrics over the beat sometimes when i get up close to the mic and i listen i can hear ghost rappers rattling raps in a coherent fashion hoping it don't disappear till i take a tiny step back and leer gotta remember what year it is but james i think if we have no fear we can conquer the conks and commandeer with the confidence of a comedy confidence of a kamikaze then maybe they'll see they need us and meet us in unison and sooner or later we can agree to agree on what a beat is in need of to be the best even if we need to be beat it into the meat of the matter doesn't matter to me we'll read up and see what is eating these heathens and see if we can't leave them beneath the streets breathing a barely audible breath and that's a wrap wow that was yeah i'm, I'm dude I'm, I'm a fan that that was amazing. That was fire. Like, you you might want to cool off your mic a little bit. <laughs> Thank but, you. Uh, I'm I'm nervous no, I, too because I'm I I don't perform live much, but so. <sighs> yeah, that is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. That's a rap. And that is um, the only the second time I've ever rapped on a podcast. Are you serious? Well, you heard it here. Only the second time. Wait, the first time, was it on yours or somebody else? The first time, no, I actually haven't rapped on the writer's block yet. But the first time was, uh, it was in 2014 or 15, I think. My friends were doing a podcast for their show, Employees Must Wash Hands. They had me on for an episode and and I totally flubbed up that verse too. So I'm kind of glad it's not out anymore. But (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you were able to bless us with that. And to be honest, even when I asked, I didn't think that you were going to do it. So I'm happy that you did. Oh, of course I would. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. So, Critic, I thank you so very much for coming on to the show. You guys go check it out. It is on Spotify, on Bandcamp. It's, It's everywhere. Apple Music, Google Music. And I promise you, it's nothing but fire for 17 tracks about a little bit over 35 minutes you are definitely in my library and i'm checking out everything you did before and everything you did going forward and i recommend everybody do the same thank you thank you anything else uh no i just real quick i want to say that I, i'm liking the evolution of your podcast i think i'm behind on two episodes it's been a busy couple of weeks but i have enjoyed 
your mission from the start and how you switch it up with every episode and interview different people. And I, I absolutely love that it seems like you do your research. When I was listening to the Jackie Rom episode, mm-hmm. and she, she seemed surprised that you had read her book, uh, and she sounded very happy. And I think that's what a good podcaster should do. So I wish the best for you too. I love, I love your content. I, I really, really appreciate that. That actually means a lot because my goal is to try to improve. And it, to be honest with you, the first couple of episodes, I can even listen to them. I was like, dang, it was horrible. But as I go on, I see the improvement. And to hear that from somebody like you, I definitely do appreciate that. So I'm going to try to keep getting better and and uh, we'll see what happens. I, I, again, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yep. <laughs> thank you critic that was awesome and i'm always open for a rap battle for anyone out there that wants to get 3 would let me know also for those of you who signed up for our patreon at theblairgroup.com slash patreon critic was nice enough to offer one of his amazing songs for free i love this he's easily one of my favorite guests not just because of the free awesome music but because he is so honest and so humble Really a great dude. Critically Rapper is more than a rapper. His his name is actually Sean Nigro. And you can see that he is a man of many, many talents. And shout out to Adam Rowe of Pigball Studios and Clarence Carter from the Riders Block Podcast. Keep doing what y'all do, fellas. Now, I would love to find more talent and let them be heard. If you know of any artists that are making noise online just like Critic the Rapper is, let us know at theblairgroup.com slash request. I will leave that link as well as the links mentioned in this episode on the show notes at theblairgroup.com slash EP17 as well as the links to Critic's album, podcast, and more. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blair Radio Start Your Business and Be Heard podcast. I'm James Shannon. Until next time, be heard. All right, everybody, you guys know I love doing designs for people in the music industry, especially those up and coming artists. But we always hear about those branding packages that cost thousands and thousands of dollars. And sometimes we only have a couple hundred dollars and no options. Well, today I want to give you an option when you're doing your designs for your website using WordPress. You can visit theblairgroup.com sonar to find amazing things for yourself or any other music artist that you know. And we all know there's a position on every single corner. With a Sonar theme, you get a music player and easy way to set up and view your events, playlists, albums, and even your podcasts. The Sonar music themes are great if you're a music band, a recording label, producer, DJ, musician, or a podcaster like me. As always, keep in mind that I am an affiliate for Sonar and visiting theblairgroup.com slash Sonar and making a purchase does help me out. That's theblairgroup.com slash S-O-N-A-A-R. Let me know if you have any questions or you can ask Max and the good folks over at Sonar for any assistance that you may need. Thanks for listening to Blair Radio, where we turn your online whispers into screams. Learn more at theblairgroup.com. Until next time, be heard. Hey, James here. Real quick, something that uh, I I noticed. When we do these podcasts, well, for some of us, we record a long time ago. And 
that's what happened with this episode. So now that it's about to drop, I went back and I I listened to the episode so I can prepare the show notes and do all the the post production type stuff. But I went back and I listened to Critics album verse thirty. No BS. The dude is talented. Go check out the album. It is hard. I am definitely a fan and yeah, let me know what you think. So if 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 you if you're still listening and then you obviously got something out of the show. So I'm just asking you go check out verse thirty. Uh the links are, are in the, the show notes on this episode, episode seventeen. And I promise you, if you're a fan of lyrics, fan of hip hop or rap, you're going to be a fan of Critic the Rapper. All right, that's all. You guys have a good day. Bye.